um, thanked him for it. And I went to take a selfie, you know, asked if I could take a selfie with him. And so I took the picture and later I went back and looked and the first girl who stopped wasn't in the picture. She had disappeared off somewhere else. And so I have no clue. She was probably a real girl. But to me, <laughs> I, I still like to think of it as God sending an angel at that point. Um, at, at the very least, an angel in the form of the girl, right? Uh, right. She, was, she was my angel at that point. Right. When I was at that point of despair and not able to keep going, when I prayed, I mean, it wasn't a fancy prayer. I mean, it was two sentences, right? Yeah. And I literally look up and she's standing right there asking what I'm doing and then gathers her whole group of friends and opens all those doors. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself, but you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like, why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey everybody, Aaron with Watch Missions Live, and again, episode three in the Ukraine with Isaiah Malstead. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Another day, another, another beautiful day. Yeah. So Ukraine, just like episode two, we're not going into the full introduction. You can jump back to episode one for that one. Mm -hmm. But um, So tell us about the Ukraine trip. How'd you kind of end up getting connected and going on to that one? Where'd that start? Yeah. So in the last one, you mentioned how, you know, the first trip I took to Romania, it was through a trip with our church. Then the second trip to Guatemala, with some folks I had met, you know, relatives, people we knew that we set up one on trip. Ukraine was different and it was interesting because this was by far the most, I guess you could say fly by the seat of your pants trip I had taken up to that date. My favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, it happened, I think it was, I don't know, December or something. Uh, we got a magazine, a, a Christian ministry magazine and mom was flipping through it and saw an article about this ministry in Ukraine. And so she looked at it and saw that they had every summer an opportunity for young men to go minister over with them uh, in their ministry. And so she showed me the article and said, Hey, I think you should consider this. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, and that was about it that I thought of at that point. It's like, I don't want to go to Ukraine. You know, I, you know, I don't know anybody. It's, you know, why would I go? Right. And uh, so I kind of put it out of my mind, but it kind of kept recurring. Um, I was on the email list for that ministry. And so, you know, maybe a month later, they sent an email talking about this upcoming opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, in the next magazine that came out, it had another blurb about it. And just stuff kind of kept popping up, reminding me about it, making me think about it. And I think it was sometime after the first of the year, I was finally like, okay, Lord, you've been like popping this thing into my mind for quite a while now. I said, here's what I'll do. I'll fill out the application. I'll send it in. If you want me to go, I'll go, you know, if you want me to go, just get it, get me approved and I'll go. And if not, have them refuse my application. And so that's what I did. I filled it out, sent it in and uh, figured, you know, I guess we'll see. And uh, turns out, you know, a week later, got the application back and I was accepted. I was like, 
Oh shoot. Now I'm going. <laughs> um, so I was, it was for six weeks uh, in a country I'd never been to. I'd never met a single person from the ministry and I didn't know a single person who was traveling from the United States there. And so um, I'm a naturally outgoing person. So it wasn't like the end of the world, but it's still um, at that point I was, um, I think I was seven, I was 17 years old that trip. So I, I was wrong on my last episode where I said Guatemala I was 17. I was actually 16 on that trip. Okay. I was 17 on my trip to Ukraine. And um, so 17 year old guy, first time traveling out of the country with no family members because um, Guatemala had my brother with me and I was going for six weeks. And um, so it was, it was my first taste at a, a longer term trip. But, um, you know, just like I talked about in the, in the last episode, it was, it was amazing to see God grow my faith through that experience. So what were you going there to help with? What were they doing? So they have a, a multifaceted ministry. Uh, the, the main part of the ministry that they have is they run a Bible correspondence course through the book of Genesis. Okay. So a lot of people in Ukraine um, think the Bible is a good thing, think it's a good book, think people should read it, but they don't read it much. And so basically the premise <laughs> behind sounds the correspondence like here. course. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like America too. Yeah. Yeah. So the premise behind the correspondence course was, hey, it's a good book. You agree it's a good book? you should, you know, go through this course and learn more what it's about. We'll go through the first book of the Bible and you can learn more about this, you know, big piece of history and, and the story of, you know, how the world got to where it is today. Uh-huh. And then through Genesis, through the stories that they presented, they present the gospel. So that was uh, one facet of their ministry. And in the summer when they would have groups come over, um, you know, one specific group, they call it Carpathian Mountain Outreach. Um, so it'd be a group of young guys, normally between four to 10 younger guys from the States. And the main focus of it was to go to all these different bigger cities that were around um, on the eastern, sorry, western edge of Ukraine uh, where they were based and go to these apartment buildings, high-rise apartment buildings. There you can actually stick stuff in the mailboxes. Here it's a federal offense. There you're allowed to do it. (laughs) And so we would learn just enough Ukrainian to dial in on the keypad, get to someone, random person's apartment and convince them to open the door to this, the pig east, the, um, the central stairway area with mailboxes to let us in and stick the uh, invites for the correspondence course in the mailboxes. Okay. So that was the main part of what we did. Um, the second part would be every weekend we brought camping gear. We'd go up into the Carpathian Mountains, go to villages and pass out invites for a film showing. Um, so we showed the film Courageous and afterward, uh, Josh, one of the missionaries would get up and share the gospel, tie it back to the story of the movie and then tie it to the gospel. So those are kind of the two facets. You know, most of the week would be out doing literature distribution um, into, into houses, um, apartments. And then in the weekends, it would be going up into the mountains. Um, and, and then there was other ministry learning how to do other aspects of it. But most of the time was spent doing those two things. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So if I got it right, your mom packed you up as a minor and shipped you to another country with unknown strangers to do God's Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Excellent. much. Yeah. And, and I mean, we knew, we knew the ministry. Um, so we had that track record. We knew that these missionaries had a track record of um, following God, but I know yeah. it just sounded too good to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So then let's talk what we learned or a God story, something that we're not going to know about unless we run into you in the streets, strike up a conversation and talk. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's fascinating. So any of you who are listening, who have ever uh, been involved in business or sales of any sort, it was actually a little bit like doing door to door sales because you're having to go to these doors and you would, you know, pick, normally we'd try to pick the highest up apartment 
because that way they didn't have time to run down and see what we were doing. So we'd have time to stick it in the mailboxes and get out. Right. right. But we, we normally had a rule, you know, if you got rejected three times at it, or you just go to the next door. So you weren't wasting a bunch of time on, you know, 10 mailboxes. Right. But it took, when you, know, when you get to those points, you get someone, I was grateful I didn't know Ukrainian because when you knew someone was cussing you out, you couldn't understand the words. And right. so that was, that You're was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. yep. <laughs> you just hang up on them and dial the next one. Um, but it was interesting because um, normally it'd be, you know, you have a couple people yell at you and then a bunch of people who are happy to let you in and whatever. But I had this one day um, toward the end of the trip where um, I, I was in this, this area. We, we'd normally split up into teams of two and you'd kind of hit buildings together or split off and do different buildings, but you'd spread out through the town. And so the guy I was partnered with and I split off to get these different areas of the buildings. So I'm going through apartment building to apartment building, ringing on the doors. And every single door I rang on, I got yelled at. I'd go to the door, I'd dial the first one, they'd yell at me, hang up on me. I'd dial the second one, they'd yell at me, hang up on me. I'd dial the third one, they'd yell at me, hang up at me. I'd be like, I gotta get in there. So I'd do a fourth one, same thing. Door after door after door, I'd maybe get in one and then like I'd get yelled at like seven, eight, 10 times. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm like feeling terrible because everybody's yelling at me. I'm not getting tracks into mailboxes. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on? And, and I was, you know, I was at the point I was ready to quit, right? I was ready to just, you know, find a picnic bench somewhere and curl up until the rest of the team found me. Nobody likes getting yelled at over and over. Yeah. And, and, so, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, you got to help me. I, I can't do this. I, I literally can't keep doing this and keep getting yelled at and keep getting rejected from these doors. Looking back, I was a little silly, but at the time, you know, when it had been happening for like an hour, it's what it was. Right. No sooner did I finish praying, I look up and this little girl is like looking at me and she starts asking in with a little bit of Ukrainian I understood. She was asking what I was handing out. So I handed her one of the invitations, explained it to her. Her eyes light up. She goes, oh, wait a moment. And she goes running off and comes back with six or seven of her friends and explains to them what I was doing. And so they're excited about it. And then I told them I had to keep going, keep going to the doors. And they're like, oh. And so they went running ahead. And every single door that they got to, they would dial their friend's number and tell them <laughs> to open the door and hold the door and wait for me to come. So instead of having to go to the door and dial and wait for someone to open it, they were literally going like four, five, six doors ahead and opening them and holding the door for me to go and pass out tracks. Nice. Um, so it got to the end of that. You know, I finished that area. I um, told them I was going to head to the next spot and meet up with the rest of the team. Um, thanked them for it. And I went to take a selfie, you know, asked if I could take a selfie with them. And so I took the picture and later I went back and looked and the first girl who stopped wasn't in the picture. She had disappeared off somewhere else. And so I have no clue. She was probably a real girl. But to me, <laughs> I, I still like to think of it as God sending an angel at that point. Um, at, at the very least, an angel in the form of the girl, right? Uh, right. She, was, she was my angel at that point. Right. When I was at that point of despair and not able to keep going, when I prayed, I mean, it wasn't a fancy prayer. I mean, it was two sentences, right? Yeah. And I literally look up and she's standing right there asking what I'm doing and then gathers her whole group of friends and opens all those doors. Yeah. So to me, I got to the end of that and it was just like, wow. I mean, it, it, was, it was crazy to me to see, you know, it's, it's not super often we see answered prayer like that, right? Oftentimes, you know, we pray about something and God's will is different. You know, his will is good and we can't see what he can see. But to have an opportunity where God answers prayer right now, just because he can, um, that, that, was, that was really cool. So it was an amazing trip in so many regards, but that was, I think, the coolest, yeah. the coolest part of the trip. Awesome. See, that's the kind of stuff we're wanting to bring to the people here, man. Like, yeah. there's so many people with these stories. 
And unless somebody just happens to run across to meet you, they're never going to hear it. Yeah. And that's what's so cool here is we want to bring those out for people. Because the other thing is, you mentioned it. You said it seemed like it wasn't that big a deal now. Mm -hmm. And that keeps a lot of people from even praying that prayer or asking. Yeah. But as you can see, you know, this is what I want people to get out of this is it doesn't matter how small it is or how insignificant you think it is. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm tired of people yelling at me. And like, mm-hmm. boom, here's this girl and all of her friends. No yep. more yelling. It's yep. like, don't think anything's too simple or too small. Just ask. Yeah. Ask, be obedient, keep doing what you're doing. God takes care of his people, which yeah. I think you said before. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's and, a- and, and the crazy thing is the impact that those things can have, right? Yeah. So um, one thing that I've done, you know, a lot, a lot of people who are smarter and better at stuff than I am um, told me about the idea of a, a vision board. So taking a lot of your, your goals, your dreams, what you want to do or things that inspire you to show up and be your best every day and to take maybe, maybe it's words, maybe it's phrases, maybe it's pictures and to make something. And so I have, you know, a board with a number of pictures on it. Some of my favorite sayings, um, words that remember that help me remember um, what I should be doing every day. And, and the picture that is top front and center is that picture, that selfie I took with those kids. Because every time I look at it, it reminds me of God's faithfulness. And when you have those times, those, those questions and those doubts, when, you're, when you have those points in your life where you're like, is God really real? You know, I, I know you're real, but you're like not showing up. Are you real? When we can look back at those times where God did move and answered in such clear ways, um, for me, every time I look at that, it, it reminds me of who God is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so that's why I love what you're doing with this podcast here, Aaron, is you're, you're sharing those stories um, as reminders for each one of us, right? It's, it's like setting up yeah. those, those stones um, alongside the way where God did mighty things, where we can come back and look and, and be reminded of, yeah. of how God works. Exactly. Because I mean, two things, like you just got to live through it again, mm-hmm. which I know for you, it's got to be awesome. Yep. It was awesome for me to hear it. And now like that picture that reminds you of God's great, you know, faithfulness on your wall. Mm-hmm. Now this story is going to remind a bunch of other people as well, right where they're at. So mm-hmm. yes, that's exactly why we're here. Yeah. And that sounds like a good place to end episode three and jump over to episode four. If you want to keep hearing the stories from Isaiah, he's going to jump into Israel on the next one. So mm-hmm. let's say goodbye here. and We'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything. That quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like, for people they couldn't stand, so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.